Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetry Corner Podcast. I'm your host, your main man, Matt Foster. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about making a difference in your community. I mean, I know it's been said, you know, many, many times through the years, and I know it sounds cheesy, like some, you know, 90s movie quote. But I'm serious, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, guys, with all the violence in our communities and our schools and our jobs and our home life, so many marriages being destroyed, so many families being torn apart by domestic violence and everything like that, and every, like, community being torn apart you know, by homicide and, and, and robberies and, and young men and women going to jail instead of, you know, going for their dreams, you know, pursuing their dreams and everything that they set out to do and everything that God, you know, created them to do and, and to be. We have to start as parents, and I really mean this to all the parents out there, we have to start making a difference in our children's lives because the change in our communities comes from within the home. It starts in your home. Once again, the change we wish to see in our communities begins in our very own home. And I say that to say, guys, I grew up in a neighborhood by the name of Hunting Park in North Philadelphia. It had a share fair of homicides, robbery, high crime rate, heavy policing of the area, uh, police brutality, um, young men out on the corner selling drugs and <clears throat> not really being fathers to their children and, you know, um, just giving up on life, you know. A lot of them were talented in basketball to be star athletes, football. They could have been, you know, on a famous on, on, a, on a big time football league uh, team like, you know, the, 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 the Bengals or the Eagles or the Patriots or, you know, um, Tampa Bay. I'm sorry about that, guys. My other phone went off. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing, guys. Like whatever your team is, like I'm not I'm not a hater. I'm not a, you know, a, a, you know, I'm not a. Uh, how do you say that? Like, I'm not a hater. You know, whatever sports team you like, you like. But at the same time, you know, these young men, they were talented to be hockey players or, you know, rappers or singers or, you know, actors, actresses, you know, screenplay writers. You'll be surprised with how much talent actually comes from the ghetto. Yes, I I say that. (laughs) I say that with personal experience, per se. Everyone likes to say, you know, I'm talented with poetry. You know, I'm not bragging on myself. This is what I hear from so many people. And I come from the ghetto. You know, I grew up in the hood. And this is what I have to tell my friends who are still there. And they want to get out somehow. The world is bigger than the hood. Just because you grew up in that ghetto don't mean you have to stay there. I'm like I said, I'm not a hater at all. You know, my hood will always be my home in my heart. Hunting Park, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in general will always be my home in my heart. But at the same time, I knew that the world was bigger than Pennsylvania. I knew the the world was bigger than Philadelphia. I knew the world was bigger than my hood. I trusted in God. Even when people said, Matt, you'll never make it out. You'll never be a somebody. 
got laughed at. I remember days where I would sit on my grandma's step late at night and just just in tears, looking up to God, like, God, when am I going to be somebody? People keep laughing at me. But all God wanted me to do, all Jesus wanted me to do was trust in him. And be the change that I wish to be in my community. And when I left, it was a big shock to everyone. I mean, I have friends still calling me and like, man, I can't believe you got up out of here. You know, I thought that you were going to stay in the hood. You know what I mean? I thought that, you know, you weren't going to be a somebody. No and behold, they're shocked that I, you know, I have, I was blessed enough to have my own podcast, uh, my own SoundCloud account, uh, write poetry and connect with so many great poets and um so many great, you know, um, musicians out there. Uh, shout out to um, my brother Trell, you know, Magic Trell and everything like that for just dropping by on the podcast the other night and showing y'all some love. Um, I know I should really have much more frequent episodes, but I, I work so much overtime, it's ridiculous. So I try to find time in between, ladies and gentlemen, to really podcast for you guys, um, even when I'm exhausted. So that way you guys can always have a new episode and everything like that. But yeah, like like I said, back to the topic. I know I've gotten so far off. I, I, I you know digress so far, it's ridiculous. But yeah, it has to start in the home. You see that your children have talent, right? Those young men standing on the corner selling drugs I spoke about early in the podcast. You see that they have talent, right? Why don't you try to shine a light on that talent? Help that talent to grow. Be the sunlight that that seed needs to to grow into a beautiful rose. Like Tupac Shakur, one poem he wrote called The Rose That Grew From The Concrete. And how do you think that rose grew from the concrete? Besides love from God. It was the love it had at home on the inside of the concrete that helped it grow to be a beautiful rose that actually grew from the concrete. With that being said, you see your sister, you see your brother, you know, striving to be somebody, striving, he's striving to be, you know, a basketball player, a football player, a hockey player. Why are you trying to down him? You see your sister trying to be a screenplay mo- or a writer, a model, you know, a fashion designer, a, a, you know, a, a, a salon specialist. You know, she want to be a singer. Why are you downing her? You see your children want to be somebody. Just because you think that your time has passed, you know, to be somebody, don't mean you got to keep your children on a low, on a low bottom rung of the daggone success ladder. You know, it, it starts at home. Because when people start seeing a blessed family, when people start seeing a successful family, when people start seeing, oh, shoot, just because we grew up in this hood don't mean we got to have this mentality. We can change. You know, look, look, look what happened to the neighbors down the street. Look how they live it. You know, college, you know, college bound kids, you know, mom and dad, you know, chasing their dreams while working. Pitting their faith in God, being blessed. Man, 
we should do the same thing. You know, and lo- like and next thing become the next thing, next thing become the next thing. And you know, once that vision is passed on throughout that block, that block becomes a shining pillar. I mean, a shining pillar of hope in a community. And then it changes the mentality of everyone in the community. I'm not saying that change is easy. No, 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 no. Listen here, ladies and gentlemen. Like it, it change takes a while. Change takes a while for you to remain in the same consistent ways of destruction and 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 just destroying your community. You know, spray painting, tagging it up, and you know, throwing trash on the ground. How do you think you know that looked to the rest of the world? You know, like you, you talking about, oh, I want to be a rapper. I want to live in a nice mansion and in a beautiful gated community. They see people see how you treat your neighborhood. They ain't going to want you in their neighborhood. You throwing trash everywhere. You know what I mean? Tagging it up, you know, disrespecting it, walking around, selling drugs with guns, hanging out your pants. Like nobody want that in a community. Nobody wants that in a community. And most of these rappers that you claim are OGs. Yeah, they might carry guns. But at the same time, they don't live in the neighborhoods you live in. They might act like they do. They got millions of dollars. Listen, they live in gated communities, okay? When you get on a million-dollar level, how Meek Mill said, there's levels to this. When you on that level, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I got a commercial break coming up. We're going to get right back into it. This is called making a difference in our community. I thank you all for tuning in. I'll be right back. Love you guys. What it is, guys, it's your host, Matt Foster, the Poetry Corner Podcast, where we talk about poetry, good vibes, relationship issues, and so much more. So come join the conversation and tune in weeknights at 9, only on The Poetry Corner. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. This is called, once again, making a difference in our community. Uh, Yeah, I I like to point out the fact that so many people like to put others down who's trying to make a difference in their lives, in their families, in their communities. You know, they're laughed at. Like I said, I'm not going to lie. When I lived in Hunting Park, I had quite a few friends that heard my dream and was like they paused for a minute looked at me then bust out laughing like like I was some type of joke you know like like I was nothing to be taken serious and I, I it hurt my heart because I told him one day you know maybe you know I want to be a rapper you know because I feel poetically I'm lyrical I could be a freestyle rapper they laughed at me then I told him I wanted to be an animator at one point in time when I was like 11 or 12, you know, to about 13 or 14. Then they laughed at me and they started seeing my potential when I was 16 and 17 years old. Um, if you never saw none of my sketch work, it's on my Facebook page and I'm going to show you guys. Well, I'll reshare it to my wall and I'll let you guys see. And they started seeing my potential, you know, how I was with sketching. It was like, whoa, this guy is something to be taken serious. So now, you know, everybody in the neighborhood wanted a tattoo or 
they wanted a, a, a drawing of something and they came to me. I was the person to go to for animation when I was like 16 and 17 years old. But um, not putting down other uh, uh, artists in the area because they were really good. A lot better than me when it came to sketching. A lot better than me than when it came to drawing. But um, but um, long story short, like when it came to that block, everybody came to me when it came to animation. But uh, it, it was just that, like, guys, I'm serious. Like, you know, it got to a point where I stopped telling my friends about my dreams because it seemed like no one took me serious. Fast forward in time, you know, I, I end up dating a girl, you know, when I was like 22, 23 years old. And I thought that she was the one for me. But life had, you know, other uh, life had other plans for me. So and God had other plans for me. And uh, me and her, we're good friends now. You know, it took quite some years for me to forgive her and become friends with her. But it, it was all the simple fact that uh, I literally put my life on hold for a relationship and that was another setback for me and like after that breakup though something beautiful came out of that in 2013 which was one of my very first poems I've written since I was 15 and it was so expressive it was called tears beyond the waterfall and I don't really recall how it went because I wrote it on paper and I was stupid enough not to write it down on my laptop or into my new phone, notepad or whatever. But it was like at least two pages long, you know, expressing the hurt. I felt the pain that, you know, uh, I had a few regrets even thrown in there. But that's the thing. We shouldn't live life with regrets. So why am I holding on to these memories, these thoughts? You know, I questioned myself on that when I got older. You know, when I hit 26, 27, you know, uh, me and her reconnected around that time and uh, thought there was something there. But she turned out she just wanted to be friends and um, she went to college, but I didn't. And she got a college degree, you know, shout out to her for that. But uh, it, it was just the simple fact that I got hurt again by her decision because I felt in a sense that she was leading me on. And then, you know, I was turning to my friends and say, hey, you know, poetry is my dream. I found what I was good at. I was I found what God made me to do. You know, I, I found out what God created me to be a poet. And you know, what my friends did. I was 27 years old hanging out on my uh, on my grandmother's step. And you know, what they did. They laughed at me. They told me, Matt, you're going to be here on this step till you 40 years old. Why? Because you don't have a job, which I didn't at the time. I was. I was between jobs at that point. Um, I'm not as stable as I am now. But, yeah, I was between jobs at that point. And they say, you don't have no job. You don't have a car. You don't have a driver's license. You know, you're going to be right here on your grandmother's step, living in the same house till you're 40. And look at me now. Because I kept my faith in God. And I held on to the hope of, you know, pursuing my dream of being a podcaster and a poet and not just that, but making a difference in my community and showing people of my community that you can be somebody. All you got to do is believe and go for it. You know, it, it was just that simple. It was just that much, you know, it was just that much easier for me to get out and let go 
of my neighborhood and move on from it. It was a simple formula. Put God first. Believe in your dream. Let no one stop you. The most simple formula. And I went for it. And it happened. All things are possible. I'm going to repeat it again. If no one ever told you this, all things are possible. You can make a difference. You can be somebody. You can change your community. It's all about how much effort and, 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 and hard work and endeavors you're willing to invest, to commit, to put in, to make that change. Because if you're not trying to invest, if you're not trying to commit, if you go halfway in and then turn around and be like, ah, this ain't for me. Then what are you showing the children, the next generation in your community? You're showing them it's okay to accept, you know, um, uh, um, what's that word I'm looking for? It's, 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 it's okay to be ordinary. It's okay to live life working a basic nine to five. And if you like working a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that. Shout out to you. But if you're a dreamer and you, you're not content with your job and you want to go pursue your dream with all your heart, then stop accepting averageness. Stop accepting life averagely and be extraordinary you can make a difference and it starts at home it starts with you you know I spoke with a young man and uh, he was only like Cause I'm a bus attendant at my job, and and he got on a bus, you know, this little kid, only in like fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, and he told me, Matt, I want to be a professional drag racer one day. I'm subscribed to all the greatest car community channels on YouTube. I know all about diesel trucks. I know all about automatics. I know all about uh, 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 manual cars. I know all about professional racers. I know all about professional uh, uh, um, motorcycle racers. I know about the the, the NHRA uh, funny car uh, racers. I know about, you know, the Formula One. I know about NASCAR. I know about uh, drag strip racing. Like he was just breaking it down. Shout out to this young man. I can't mention his name because he asked me not to mention it on the podcast, but I'm going to show him some love, man. Like, this little kid, he 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 dreaming big. And he going to be somebody in life. Because he said his classmates laughed at him. His teacher said he had he 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 he's dreaming too big. And isn't that something to laugh about? No, it's not. It's actually quite hurtful that you tell your your student whether they're the top student in your class or the worst student in your class. 
The one hurtful thing that you can tell them is that they're dreaming too big. Encourage their dreams. Don't hate on them. Like, and, and encourage them to be somebody. They tell you their dream, help them achieve it. You are a teacher for a reason. You know? It's just that, like, I don't know. I think that people hate on other individuals because they're not content. They're not content with their life. They're not content with how things turned out for them. They're not content with where they are right now. So when they see somebody like you, when they see you walking down the street, a dreamer, working hard to be that stock investor, working hard to be that med student, working hard to be that doctor or or, 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 or um, to be that surgeon or to be that, that athlete, to be that actor, actress, singer, uh, musician, writer, stage performer. You know, a Broadway singer. When they see you walking down the street, it makes them sick. Because they let someone else in their community tell them what they couldn't do. They refused to listen to God's message in their life years ago. When the opportunity came, when God presented them with their blessing, they listened to everybody else in their community who wasn't doing nothing with their life. And now they regret it. So now they need somewhere to dump that regret. And guess what? They're going to dump that regret on the shining pillar of the community. To try to put that light out. To try to dim that light till that light goes out. Nah. Nah, it don't work that way. Because if you're someone like me, you don't let anyone stop you. Let no one stop you from achieving your dream. From making a difference in your community it starts at home it starts with us so the next time you see somebody walking down the street with their pants hanging down you know what I mean talking all rude sit them down and talk to them show them a few books Ask them what their dream is. And if they haven't achieved it, why not? What's taking them so long? Because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to let you know something for real. Not all dreams are achieved through money. People think, oh, if I won a lottery or if I had a million dollars, if I had thousands of dollars to just, you know, spend on publishing my book or, you know, or, or, or getting this contract or, you know, no, you don't need money to make your dream happen. When like, I'm gonna put it this way. Shout out to Steve Harvey for this quote. He said on one episode, he said, when you, when you pursue your dream and you're living your dream, your dream and life will make room for you. Meaning Meaning, 
Your dream will attract the right people to invest in you. Your dream will attract the right people to invest in you, which brings the finances. It's all about your hard work and dedication. And then it's up to you to pass on that same torch to someone else in the community who wants to make something of themselves, who want to be a pillar of hope, a beacon of hope in a community, a person that want to bring change into the community, you know, that want to clean it up. Get out there and clean up your community. Don't wait for y'all to have a street cleaning or a block cleaning to do it. Get out there now. Grab some trash bags. Grab some daggone rakes. Grab some gloves and just clean up your community. Show the city that you appreciate where you live now. So when God bring you to a better community, a more beautiful community, you can appreciate it even more. Because you appreciate where you live now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go to another commercial break. I thank you all for tuning in. This is Matt Foster, the Poetry Corner Podcast. And we're talking about making a difference in our community. We will be right back with more. What it is, guys, it's your host, Matt Foster, the Poetry Corner Podcast, where we talk about poetry, good vibes, relationship issues, and so much more. So come join the conversation and tune in weeknights at nine, only on The Poetry Corner. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That's your host, Matt Foster, the Poetry Corner Podcast. And we're talking about making a difference in our community. Now, I told you it starts at home, right? It starts in our marriages. It starts with our children. It starts in our household. It starts in our community. Now that we got that all taken care of, it starts in the schools. We need to sit down as parents in our community and realize and recognize what type of education is being put on our children. You know, there was a teacher who was terminated for um, reenacting an artist by the name of Common, but he put on blackface. Now, I'm not a hater, you know what I mean? I'm not going to sit back and say, hey, let's throw tomatoes on this person because they did this and that and that and that and that. No, that's not what we do here. You know, we're we're like we're full of forgiveness here on the podcast. We're full of love. You know, we're full of respect here. You know, and um, me. God have forgiveness for this man. You know what I mean? May we forgive this man. You know, I don't know his reason for putting on blackface, trying to talk to the kids and trying to be hip with the kids. I just saw the video and I just saw a teacher trying to be <laughs> hip and relative to the, 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 the student body. And it looked so uncool. Like there's nothing more uncool to a teenager than you trying to relate to them. When do you realize when will you realize 
that as a teacher, your job isn't to be Mr. Cool or Miss Cool. Your job is to teach, is to lead a classroom. Okay, like if you wanted to give a a, a, a lesson in, in, in African-American history class, then that's one thing. But to try to really make fun of someone in the African-American community, especially a powerful figure such as Common, you know what I mean? And try to be hip and, and cool with the kids. Like, no, it's it's embarrassing. Like, stop. Whether you're trying to commit a racist act or not, I'm not saying the guy was racist, whatever. Um, whether you're trying to commit a racist act or not, please stop trying to be hip with the kids. Please. If you're older, if you're if you're like over 25, then stop. It's embarrassing. You know, your job is to teach the children, the next generation, you know, the future presidents and the future politicians and the future athletes and the, and the future actors and actresses and singers and screenwriters and producers and, 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 and future farm workers and future police officers and firefighters in, our, in the community. Like, they, they literally are the future. So if they see you at your age acting foolish as a teacher, what do you think they're going to do? When they get older, and it's time for them to teach. It could be, you know, they could be teachers themselves when they get older, or they can be teachers of their own children. They're gonna act foolish just like you. They're gonna be, they're they're, they're gonna be Mr. and Mrs. Hip. You know, I'm not gonna teach my kids. You know, I'm gonna try to relate to them. You know, when iPhone 27 or 30, but like however many iPhones come out around that time frame. When the children who are now six become like 22, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to want, want the same type of phone they got and walk around wearing whatever clothes they have. Like, no, it's not cool. Stop. Stop. Be an adult. Teach. Your job is to lead the children. Your job as a teacher today is to lead the generation of tomorrow. So we as parents in our in, in a community need to come together and see what type of education our children are receiving and then realize and recognize, you know, what programs, what after school, you know, uh, extracurricular activities can we, you know, come, uh, ideas and concepts we can come up with that's going to help further our children achieve their dream. Of being the, 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 the individual that they want to be in life. In order for that to happen, they have to have a decent education. And for that to happen, we as parents have to stop accepting subpar education. Now, I'm going to say it again. We as parents and older adults, we need to... To, to, to realize and recognize in order for our children or our grandchildren, because yes, some kids live with their grandparents today. It's a thing and it happens. So don't be shocked when I say this, you know, some like some parents, some grandparents need to realize and recognize that in order to for their children or grandchildren to have a decent education, they must first stop accepting a subpar education for their children and grandchildren. You know, give them the things in life that you never had. 
I get so tired of parents saying, oh, you know, when I when I was young, we didn't have cell phones. Oh, 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 when I was young, we weren't allowed to do this. You know, there was no tech class when we were growing up. It wasn't meant for you, like for your life to be that way when you were your children's age or you were your grand when when you were your grandchildren's age. You know, your children or your grandchildren are supposed to outdo you. It's supposed to be that way. They're supposed to, you know, advance in the age of technology and education. Not where they become solely dependent on it, no, but to help them achieve their dream. We live in a a day and age of technology, people. So we then, as individuals, must utilize that technology to, to, to make sure our children receive the top top level education instead of a basic education you know and I'm, I'm not some type of like community activist or nothing don't get me wrong you know, like I said ladies and gentlemen I'm not a hater not a community activator I'm a community activist or anything like that don't take me as much but what I'm trying to say in order to make a change in the the, 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 the lives of our children we gotta Stop accepting a subpar education for our children. Men. And yes, I'm going to call y'all out on this. Because best believe, when I'm wrong, I call myself out on a lot of things. Just because you don't hear me talk about it on a podcast don't mean I don't call myself out on it. Men. You want a decent marriage? Stop looking at the marriage your, your buddy got. Like, oh, him and his wife then went on vacation to Hawaii last week. And, you know, they talking about it to everybody in the office. And you wonder why, you know, your marriage ain't straight. You focusing on what they got. If your marriage can be salvaged, work on it. If it can't, then unfortunately you got a divorce. But if you can save it, save it and work on it. Stop focusing on everybody on every other side of the lane. Yes, I called ladies out about this before. You know, I told the women, stop focusing on what's outside of y'all lane. But fellas, we do it too. We're guilty. Look at your wife. Look at your wife. Look over at your wife right now. You got your wife or your girlfriend or your fiance in the room. Look over at her right now and tell her we're guilty of this right now. We look over at what our buddies got. You know, and, and, and wonder why we don't have those things. You know, their women take care of them. You know, their women might have a job at a hospital, you know, working as a doctor or, you know, a nurse or a CNA or, or, or a registered nurse. You know what I mean? Like, and wonder why they live in the way they live in and y'all living the way y'all living. You know what I mean? Like, no, stop worrying about what they have. Focus on what you have. Stop, stop chasing after these women in the street, fellas. Just because they might have bigger breasts. No, no, no disrespect, ladies. No disrespect. I love you guys. You know, just because they might have bigger breasts than your woman. They may, they might have a better smile than your woman. They might have a bigger butt than your, your woman. They might have prettier hair than your woman. But guess what? God gave you your woman. She's supposed to be beautiful to you. She's supposed to be attractive to you. She's supposed to be a supermodel to you. And you need to appreciate that. 
stop putting her down because she might like you know for instance she might like to go to the hair store and get some you know tracks or whatever like no disrespect ladies i love my ladies you guys are beautiful how you are you don't have to change yourself for for nobody and you definitely don't have to change yourself for me i love all my lady listeners you know you guys are all beautiful you ladies are all beautiful but no like just because your woman might want to put on makeup before she go out just because, you know what I mean, you, 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 your woman wearing a gray shirt with, you know, tiger pants and black sneakers. You know what I mean? And, 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 no, like, she's supposed to be gorgeous to you. That's your queen. Treat her like one. Stop putting her down. Stop down talking her. Stop looking at, stop, stop, stop sneaking and looking at other women when you with your chick. When you with your fiance, when you with your wife. Keep your eyes in your own relationship. Keep your heart in your own relationship. Keep your love in your own relationship. You want to make a change in your community? It starts with you, with you and your lady. Because when other couples who are, you know, living in sin where they they just bounce around person to person, sleeping with everybody. They see what y'all got. They see the blessed, you know, love that, that God blessed y'all with. They gonna say, oh, we want something like this. That's love. They done had an argument last week. They was out arguing in the street. And look, they walking hand in hand. Just came from, uh, uh, came home from Olive Garden and going on all kind of dates. Now they out here with the kids, spending time with their kids. We need something like this. You know what I mean? And that come from focusing in on your own relationship. Being that difference that people aren't used to seeing in the community. Everybody used to seeing a dude hook up with all these different type of chicks. Everybody used to seeing the chick hook up with all these dudes, having all these baby dads and, and all that here in the whole nine. But you know what's rare? No matter where you go in the world, in today's generation, you know what's rare? To see a married couple stick together. There's no side pieces whatsoever. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a cough there. There's no side pieces whatsoever. There's no side dude for the chick and no side chick for the dude. It's just him and his wife or him and his fiance or him and his girlfriend. You know what I mean? There, there, there is nobody to intercede in their blessed relationship. So, in closing... In order, <clears throat> sorry, I got a cough. There's my allergies getting to me, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta close this one out. In closing, in order to be that change that you wish to see in your community, it starts with you and your your spouse. It starts with you and your children. It starts in the home. It starts in our communities, and it starts in our schools. We, when we align all three of those things with ourselves, we bring change to our communities. 
the change that we wish to see in the world begins in our communities. Now, I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all have a beautiful evening. Good night and God bless.